Hello, naked peeps, and you're listening to another episode of The Naked Nerd. I'm the naked nerd himself. How y'all doing, everyone? So, today's episode is going to be more nerdy than anything else, but before I get on with the show, I am going to give a few shout-outs, uh, a few shout-outs to all my naked naturist peeps, particularly those from the Skinny Dippers Club, and especially those from the YNOA, the GNA, and the ANF. Um, so, what I'd like to talk to you guys about is a man. No, I'm joking, I'm not going to be all preachy. Well, I could, but you know, that's not what this platform is for. Um, this particular episode is going to delve into the world of Harry Potter. So for those of you who do not know, I am a massive Harry Potter fan and the and a big fan of the Wizarding World. Now, this is going to be a bit of an audio essay entitled Perspective, an insight into the Wizarding World. Now, when I first read this book, I actually didn't read the book first, I actually saw the movie first. So, back in 2001, uh, when the movie first came out, I had not read any of the books, I had not uh, delved into uh, much reading, um, only for school. Um, But once I saw the movie, once I saw how magical, how expansive, how beautiful the world actually was, I felt the need to actually go about and exploring the actual wizarding world myself. This was perhaps my big venture into non-fiction, but it also was a big venture into my understanding of perspective. And perspective is something that I feel that everyone needs to get once in their lives, or twice, or three times, or an infinite amount of times to actually get an understanding of what is a point of view. But the reason why I choose the word perspective is because when we look at the Wizarding World, particularly from uh, the Harry Potter series, we only really look at it from one perspective, and that is the perspective of Harry. Now, before we uh, get very technical in looking at the Wizarding World, but particularly the Harry Potter series, let's have a look at the definition of perspective. Now, what is perspective? Perspective can be defined as a mental view or prospect, a visible scene, or the interrelation in which a subject or its parts are mentally viewed, or the capacity to view things in their true relations or relative importance. That last particular part of the definition really applies to when we're talking about Harry Potter, because whenever you talk, whenever anyone talks about a book or movie, they say one of three three things. Um, I've seen it and I like it. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, but it wasn't necessarily my thing, or I'm not really into the series. Which is fine, because everyone has their own take on what they like and what they don't like. But why am I talking about perspective from the Harry Potter series? Because when you first get into the series with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or the Sorcerer's Stone, for those of you who live in the US, we tend to look at uh, this actual story from Harry's eyes. 
We look at it from Harry's eyes rather than anyone else's. We tend to see things from what Harry sees. We tend to understand things because of what Harry understands and what his perception is. His own myopic lens, not necessarily because of ignorance, but because of exactly what he sees and from what he hears. For example, when we're first introduced to the Wizarding World, we see it from Harry's eyes, fresh and new. Everything uh, magical, everything uh, as clear as day. Um, when we first look at the character of Draco, from what Harry understands, when we see uh, Ron Weasley, from what Harry understands, we understand that, from Harry's perspective, Ron is a, is a good person, and Draco is a bad person. When we're introduced to Snape uh, in the dining hall, the Great Hall, sorry, the Great Hall, uh, we understand what everyone understands about Snape when Harry asks who Snape is. Um, we understand from Harry's perspective that there's something about Snape that's not to be trusted because that's how Harry feels. When we understand how the school works, we only see it from how Harry sees it um, as dangerous but also uh, quite intriguing. When we look at certain events, like uh, the match between Slytherin and Gryffindor in Quidditch, we see it from Harry's perspective, and, and indeed, to an extent, Ron and Hermione's perspective, because that's what they all see happening. What they see is Snape tampering with the match, but what they don't understand is that they don't necessarily have the entire perspective, it's only what they see. And perspective is actually necessary when talking about any sort of book. Particularly when we look at how their views, how their uh, experiences shape who they are. Um, in the end of the Philosopher's Stone, Harry is expecting to see Snape. Because from all his encounters and from all his understandings of how things unfolded, we expected to see Snape, but instead, we see Quill, Professor Quill. Um, and it's only from that perspective that we realise that we only see Harry's point of view. And while the clues were there, while everything uh, did point to Quill, we only saw things pointing to Snape because that's what Harry understood. He didn't get the full picture. And it's really important that we all understand this. Because, particularly with the Harry Potter series, it's all in, well, for the most part, Harry's point of view. While, while we may see glimpses of uh, Snape's and Voldemort's point of view for a brief moment, we only really see the Wizarding world, and in fact the Muggle world, from Harry's point of view. Uh, take a look at Chamber of Secrets. Um, the entire time, um, Harry's understanding of the Heir of Slytherin was very much incorrect, or more precisely, it was not complete. Because of what he heard happened to Hagrid, um, he understood that perhaps Hagrid was the Heir of Slytherin, um, and that uh, then 
Acromantula, the big spider, was in fact the monster that lurked in the chamber. However, it was only until he made a proper uh, detective work of it that he understood that the heir of Slytherin wasn't exactly what he expected it to be. In fact, it was Lord Voldemort himself, disguised as Tom Riddle. Now, before I go further on, if you haven't actually read the Harry Potter series, I would suggest you do so. Um, but I'm not going to be putting out any sort of spoilers out there because, let's face it, this series has been out for many, many years. And if you don't know about Harry Potter, then either you're living uh, under a rock or you started reading for the first time. Uh, the latter of the two actually is something that I would highly promote. Um, but, continuing on, the series in itself delves into perspective because perspective can sometimes uh, be a good thing, but can also limit someone's understanding of what is absolutely true and what is true from their own uh, set of eyes. Um, in Prison of Azkaban, that's exactly what we got. Um, for the most part, uh, when understanding who his family was, um, Harry thought that his family was limited to just his parents, and not necessarily understanding that his family was so much more than that. Uh, particularly when we get uh, introduced to the character of Sirius Black. From Harry's understanding, and from Harry's point of view, it is understood that Sirius portrayed, and uh, by logic and by connection and by association, helped in the murder of his parents. But what is misunderstood is that uh, based on what Harry sees and what Harry hears, he understands uh, that particular notion to be true without really exploring any further detail. And it's because of this, he brands Sirius as a monster. Um, and it's because of that, he fails to see anything else happening, particularly with Lupin being a werewolf and showing his true monstrous side when he turns into a werewolf. Or rather, he turns into his werewolf form. Um, and it's very, very interesting to understand how he can actually lose perspective, but also gain it at the same time. He loses perspective of um, what is absolutely understood and what can be, under uh, what can be understood, uh, particularly when dealing with Sirius himself. Because he understands and eventually does understand that Sirius is nothing more than uh, than a loyal friend that was uh, loyal to his mother and father. And we eventually find out that Sirius is also Harry's godfather. Now, it's that sort of perspective that is gained, but it's also lost because he realises that Sirius is now in great danger. He can no longer be, uh, well, for the most part, he can no longer be with Sirius as much as he can. Um, but perspective also is something that was gained. 
he was able to gain uh, a better understanding of what actually happened to his parents. Um, and a better understanding of how he must, for the most part, see the light. Particularly as he's been surrounded by the darkness of the Dementors, imploding his fear within him, um, and in turn gaining the light that he needs to drive the darkness away. Perspective is also very much gained throughout the rest of the series. In Goblet of Fire, perspective is very much gained when we first read the book. And we see it from Harry's perspective to begin with. Or at least uh, by proxy of the caretaker. Where we see what happened with Voldemort. We also see Harry's perspective of the Quidditch World Cup. Um, how he views uh, the Quidditch game from uh, a top level perspective. We also get to see how he experiences the Triwizard Tournament. Um, again, from his perspective. His perspective being that of an observer and an observed. Um, and I use those words very, very carefully because he is the observer of the the Triwizard Tournament in what he sees being uh, at stake. But he's also being observed due to the fact that his name unknowingly and unwillingly is pulled out from the Goblet of Fire. Um... We also see perspective of, from Harry's point of view to be the fact. For example, uh, when when Moody, uh, Professor Moody is introduced, uh, we, we basically assume that who he is is who he says he is basically because of what Harry sees. But we also assume that Harry is right uh, because of how he's treated. Um... Because of his name being pulled out of the hat, he's treated as a cheat, as someone who's interfered with a magical business. Um, but for the most part, uh, we only see him because of this. Sorry, we only see him as this because uh, he's unwittingly, unwittingly, and unwillingly being played as part of a, a deception. On the part of Voldemort. Now, as part of this additional perspective, Harry also gains perspective by learning about difference. Particularly when two schools, Beaubatons and Durmstrang, uh, play a great part in the Triwizard Tournament. He gets to see from the perspective of Beaubatons that they're very much a, a strict, but very much... Uh, very much a feminine and pretty type of school, uh, as opposed to Durmstrang, which is very masculine, very, uh, uh, very hands-on, and very much a school that is very uh, physical in terms of their students. Um, and that Hogwarts itself has a bit of a happy medium, not necessarily... Uh, an entirely masculine school, but not necessarily an entirely uh, feminine uh, school in terms of behaviour and in terms of uh, perspective. It's all mixed. Uh, 
But by gaining these perspectives, Harry uh, is able to understand that there are multiple points of view, uh, particularly as it is the aim of the Triwizard Tournament, to experience different uh, rather than uh, simply wanting things to be the same. Um, but by the end of the book, uh, Harry is able to gain a lot of perspective and a lot of friendship based on that perspective uh, because that particular perspective would help him within the rest of the series. Not necessarily straight away as we delve into the Order of the Phoenix uh, because that friendship is very much tested because the perspective of Harry uh, knowing that Voldemort has returned is not necessarily seen as uh, the ultimate story. It's seen as partly true or partly untrue or fully untrue, uh, depending on who you actually talk to in the Wizarding World. Um, if you look at it from the authoritarian perspective, which is the Ministry of Magic, uh, Harry is lying and they don't want him to actually say that Voldemort has returned because by su suggesting even that Voldemort has returned, suggests that there is a shift in po power and a shift in balance again. Um, and it's at that point that uh, the minister, Fudge, basically uh, proclaims that uh, Voldemort has not returned, uh, either through his own stupidity or by his own reason of uh, not wanting for Voldemort to return. Um, and for the most part, it's this perspective that really plays at hand. Harry's perspective very much changes because, uh, because of what has unfolded and what has shaped. His perspective is very much dimmed because of his lack of connectivity. And what I mean by that, and this is something that I've kind of experienced myself, when you're not connected to people, when you're not able to connect uh, whether it be through uh, distance or through certain chain of events of situations, uh, it can very much dim your own perspective because uh, you feel that no one is able to understand what you're going through. And this is exactly how Harry feels, particularly as Harry's uh, perspective in itself has changed. Uh, he saw death. He saw Voldemort. And he feels that no one is able to understand his point of view because they feel that he's lying. And it's only until he's able to gain the trust of others that he's able to band together to create this Order of the Phoenix. Unfortunately, from the authoritarian perspective, uh, Dumbledore's army uh, is created as a means to overthrow the Ministry. Um, and it's that perspective that ends up uh, making a whole lot of mess, leading to the, the ultimate return of Voldemort from the eyes of the minister, but also uh, diminishing the power of the ministry because their perspective of things was very much askew to begin with. And until they were able to face the facts, they pretty much put everyone else in danger, including Harry and the school. Uh, 
perspective is something that's also gained very much through the last two books of the series. Um, the Half-Blood Prince. Um, Harry's perspective of of his senior years very much changed because um, his understanding of the world has very much changed. He lost his godfather. He's lost very much uh, one of the very few things that connected him to his family. And it's because of that his view becomes very much dimmed. It becomes very much dimmed. And because of that, he sees things as good or evil or right and wrong. Um, he doesn't necessarily see all the things uh, around him. And this is particularly very much evident when he faces Draco. Because he sees Draco as the enemy. He sees his family as the enemy because they're the ones who are basically helping uh, Voldemort to return. And not necessarily uh, seeing the fear that's in Draco's eyes or the fear that's within his family because they don't want to not follow Voldemort, but they want to be able to stay alive. He also, by he I mean Harry, he also very much misses the opportunity to understand how uh, the possession of the potions book uh, skewed his view, uh, only seeing what was written um, and not necessarily understanding the trepidation, the anger, and very much uh, the perspective of Snape when he unwillingly finds out that it's written from Snape's perspective. Um, and this is where I feel that, um, perspective starts to very much, uh, develop wholeheartedly because it's in this particular book, uh, uh, The Half-Blood Prince, that Harry starts to seek out a full perspective. And unfortunately, that full perspective came at the cost the death of Albus Dumbledore. Um, not necessarily uh, a cost that Dumbledore himself uh, didn't want to give, because he would happily give his life for Harry. But it was a cost nonetheless. But that perspective in itself was also clouded, and it forced Harry to... Uh, give up his wizardings, uh, well, not the wizarding, his uh, learning of wizarding to pursue uh, a way to defeat Voldemort by def uh, by destroying the Horcruxes. Now, for those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, I suggest that you stay tuned for further discussion or at least uh, put in your own two cents of what, uh, what your understanding of the wizarding world is. Um, but lastly, uh, let's go to the Deathly Hallows, where perspective is very much something that Harry starts to really, really gain, particularly towards the end. He gains perspective of how Voldemort uh, saw the world and how Voldemort saw life and death. He saw death as the enemy. 
when realistically death was really a friend because it is a part of life. Death is a part of life. Um, we get to see Harry learn about uh, what is really around him, uh, especially when Voldemort, for the most part, takes over the wizarding world. Uh, we get to see that it's not really a world where there's simply good and evil, but but rather those who are willing to uh, take the world in their own hands and place either a very dim perspective or very positive perspective. And I'm not saying that Voldemort's perspective was not very much dimmed, it was Jim's because he saw death as the enemy, as I said before. He saw death as the enemy because he did not want to die. Um, contrary to Harry, where he saw death as a friend and gladly welcomed death um, when it was his time to go. Um, the death gave him a second chance. And because of that view... Harry was able to defeat Voldemort, um, but not without a, a lot of death in itself. The cost of life is death, of course. But in that perspective of Harry, uh, people gave up his life. So, let me phrase. People gave up their lives for Harry, but not just for Harry. They gave up their lives to make sure that uh, their way of living, that uh, from their perspective, the right way of living was able to be upheld. They gave up their lives because they felt it was the right thing to do. And this is something that I heavily, heavily uh, grasp from the Harry Potter series. This understanding of perspective. And it's something that I feel... We lose sometimes not in necessarily just in movies or books or TV shows um, but we tend to lose perspective of others we tend to lose that perspective because our own eyes don't necessarily get to see our own ears don't necessarily get to hear the entire point of view with the news we only really get to see maybe five or ten percent of the story we only really get to see what's actually told to us and what's actually said to us and what we actually get to hear. Um, now, the, the Harry Potter series in itself is what inspired me to become a nerd. It's what inspired me to be able to read more, to gain more perspectives. Whether it be through non-fiction in, uh, biographies, whether it also uh, be through poetry, whether it be through other uh, worlds of fiction, whether it be through the world of film, and gaining perspective of what I saw. For the most part, I feel that perspective is something to be understood. Perspective is something to be gained, but it can also be lost. What is your perspective, naked peeps? What is your perspective? I hope you enjoyed this. If you'd like to hear more, uh, please let me know. Um, but I'm hoping to give a bit more balance next week with a bit more of the nature's perspective. Um, but until then, 
if you want to give me a shout out or you want to uh, place a comment, please let me know. Uh, just like one particular listener who actually messaged me the other day. Um, so if you do follow Twitter, please make sure that you do. Um, I was able to get a bit of perspective. Now, this particular person goes by the name of Laith, and uh, he sent me a message uh, talking about uh, how I mentioned on onsens in an episode. Um, he himself has uh, gladly talked about uh, his own point of view and how he actually would like to come to Australia and how he'd like to visit onsens. Uh, once this whole COVID mess is over. I also got an email from uh, someone calling themselves uh, Natural State Naturist. And they actually are a naturist from Arknazar, from the US. Um, and I'm hoping to get an interview with them. So if you are listening, uh, please email me back. I'm sorry I haven't been able to return any emails. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on there. But please send me an email because I would definitely, definitely like to interview you. And if you'd like to be interviewed, please uh, send me an email. Um, but until next uh, episode, Naked Peeps, live nude and be yourself. And this has been The Naked Nerd. <laughs>